Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest edition of EdTech Today. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. Uh, Matt, pleasure uh, for, to have you on the show today. As I was mentioning before the recording, no Promethean as a company for a long time, always an innovator in the EdTech space, uh, have watched uh, your technologies transform classrooms over the, at least the past 12 to 15 years. And I assume in this conversation, we'll talk a little bit about how, how that uh, tradition will continue, right? Absolutely. Good to meet you, Kevin. Uh, good to be here with you today. Appreciate it. <clears throat> First, let's start. You know, unfortunately, we still need to talk about things within the context of the pandemic, right? I mean, while here in the U.S. anyway, we the, the good news seems to be rolling in a little bit more quickly with uh, vaccination efforts. Most of the educators I speak with um, are predicting a relatively normal back to school in the fall. Um, but with that being said, I think there are some things that will forever be different uh, when it comes to, to the classroom. Is that, is that something you agree with? Absolutely. I think um, you know what we've seen over the past year, year and a half almost now uh, with, uh, through the pandemic is that um, the, the normal way of doing things have, has, been, has been turned upside down. Right. And um, educators, um, students and, and parents have all had to find a new way um, to learn. Um, and just just thinking about uh, my career um, over the past 20 plus years, um, starting in the corporate world and how that started to evolve about 20, 25 years ago as um, you know, offices started to send their employees home to work and, and work from home. We're seeing something very similar with this pandemic in education and how children are actually learning now as they're being forced to, to learn from home as well, right? Um, a long time ago, a company that I was with used to say that um, work is no longer a place, right? You didn't physically have to go to an office to be working. You could work from a coffee shop, you could work on a plane, you could work on your vacation on the beach, right? We're finding that school now through this pandemic is, isn't necessarily a place either, right? And the kids can be learning from home, they could be learning on the go. Um, teachers can be teaching remotely um, and obviously administrators working remotely as well. And I think that that's something that we've learned through this pandemic is that you could be um, being educated and educating in a variety of different ways from a variety of different places. And I think that's something that's going to continue. So how has Promethean pivoted uh, in that regard? So I mean, when I think of um, the company, I mean, I think about classroom tools, classroom technologies, uh, whiteboards, right? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, various uh, clickers and, and devices that were involved in sort of a, a commonality with the old way of thinking about a classroom. How is that going to transition now because of what you were just mentioning about anytime, anywhere learning, which used to be one of those catchphrases. And as you say, I mean, now it's, it's becoming a reality. It is becoming a reality, right? Well, you know, at Promethean, where we, we um, develop and, and, and produce interactive displays, obviously, in, for the education market, as you had mentioned. 
Um, we're so used to having those displays in the classroom with students using them, interacting with the teacher. But through this, you know, through technology changes, obviously, um, and through advancements in technology, what we now have the ability to do with our interactive displays is actually run applications on those displays, right? So um, if you think of a big interactive iPad, if, if you will, right? Um, that's essentially what our display is. And it has the ability to run a variety of different applications. Like we're using Zoom right now. You could be using Zoom on the interactive display. You could be using Microsoft Teams as well. Um, and by using those collaboration tools, what it allows the teacher to do is to actually have the panel join as though it's a participant in the classroom. So you could have a teacher using his or her panel in her classroom, and maybe there are some students that are in the class with the teacher, or there are some students at home um, learning from home. Because the panel has joined that class, right, as a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting, all of the students, both in the classroom and the students at home, are able to see exactly what's happening and what the teacher is displaying, right? So it's that interactive tool that is now basically on those one-to-one -one devices for those students who are learning from, from home. And the nice piece about it is that while well, the students who are in school as well, if we're talking about a hybrid model, those students who are in school could actually see their classmates who aren't there in the class with them. So what it really does is allows the entire class to be engaged in the learning, in the lesson, and throughout the day. And that's really the benefit that we found and we've been able to showcase and share with educators and districts, you know, during, during this pandemic. So I, what you're, you're drilling down on is what I think we need to figure out, which is a true definition of what hybrid learning really means, right? I mean, there are a lot of districts have set up, um, well, they'll say we're remote, we're hybrid or in-person, you can pick one or the other. And there are a lot of like, kind of like virtual connection academies now that are being uh, set up. And those kids have a separate curriculum, probably separate faculty who are just online all the time. And then you have the hybrid situation um, and then obviously in person. And what I'm seeing is like that hybrid and in person is, is the key um, to what I think the, the new dynamic will be. And you mentioned it, having the students on screen feels much as involved in person as the students who are in person, right? And that comes down to the display. And it's just as important for the students in the classroom to see the kids who are remote to have a true conversation, right? Or to really kind of get that into the mix. That's something that I don't remember before the pandemic. That's not something that was considered or talked about, right? Not at all, right? They're having that that hybrid that hybrid model, right? Yeah. Um, it was all interaction in the classroom with the people that were there. That was that place of learning, right? But now what we've done through technology, education technologies, we've opened up the ability to bring people, students, right, from multiple different areas in together into the same classroom. You really think that before the pandemic, it's what our technology and other technologies were doing, right? If you think about um, AR and VR, being able to bring a student into a different location where he or she may not be to give them that that experience. We're doing that now where you can't all be together and using our interactive displays to bring the kids together. And your point about um, hybrid and is it something that could be here to stay? I think the, I think what we're finding is the answer is yes, right? Um, in that there are opportunities for kids to be in school and that's what we want without a doubt. I have a 
I have a fourth grader and an eighth grader, and I definitely want to make sure they're in school engaging personally with their, with their friends and their teachers, et cetera. But when they can't be there for whatever reason that may be, instead of stopping education, if we have the ability to continue it, like we found through this, through this hybrid um, approach, I think that's, that's what we want to continue to do. And we'll see that continue to happen joke about they're no longer being snow days, right? I mean, right. that's something that I think is, um, it's, it's going to become the norm. Yeah, except I, I did notice, at least with my kids, that there were a couple where it snowed and before the pandemic, they would have toughed it out and gotten into school. And now because of the pandemic, they're like, you know what, everybody, let's just take the day, <laughs> take a mental health day and, and take it out. And I, I think that's important too, right? It, it definitely is. I mean, the kids definitely need a break, right? So you, you, we all need breaks in whatever it is that we're doing. And I think um, uh, you, you don't want to be too far to one side where you say we're going to be in school the 180 or 182 days, whatever, whatever it needs to be. There could be some time for breaks without, without a doubt. But I think you still have the option, right? Yeah. And the option is um, what ed tech is now really being able to provide is to continue the education without having it to stop completely. Yeah. Go a little deeper into the idea of augmented reality and virtual reality. I know, I mean, that's that's been something that's been in development for a long time, not only with Promethean, but, but with a lot of other com uh, companies. Um, I always saw it as kind of a novelty. I mean, especially in its very early days, um, and you had a lot of, you know, putting on heavy e helmet equipment to play a soccer game in a, in, in, in a virtual reality, but how do you tie that into uh, literacy rates and, and, and assessment was a pretty far stretch. But with like a lot of technologies during this time, you know, things have progressed a lot. And when it comes to augmented reality, I'm seeing a lot of virtual field trips. <clears throat> I'm yes. seeing a lot of um, actual education applications. Go in a little bit about how uh, Promethean participates in that. Well, what we look to do is we look to partner with as many of those companies that are providing those solutions today, right? So Promethean ourselves, we, we don't have a, a virtual reality or an augmented reality um, solution, but instead we look to partner with companies that do provide and allow for those, those virtual field trips, right? So um, if to the extent we have the partnerships where we can place um, uh, you know, a virtual field trip on our interactive display so all the kids can enjoy, right, what's taking place. That's something that we, um, that's something that we look to do. And it would be part of training that we would provide to educators so we could show them how they could build those virtual field trips into their lesson plans, right? It's really about enabling different types of experiences for the learners, for the kids, but it's also about providing the educators, the teachers with different options to build their lesson plans. So one, you know, Promethean does have a couple of software packages, um, Active Inspires, one you may have heard of, um, also Classflow, it's a cloud-based um, lesson delivery um, uh, tool that teachers can use to build their lesson plans. And that could be built in with those virtual field trips, right? So as um, students are watching the interactive board or the display. Um, they're able to take a trip to Rome, Italy, for instance, right? And, and be able to, um, you know, see what the Colosseum um, is like, obviously, right? But at the same time, while you're conducting those virtual field trips, um, we, we 
provide the teachers with the ability to actually do real-time polling, say with our ClassFlow um, software. So you could see what type of engagement, if this tool is actually working, if this field trip is working, if the kids are learning something, right? That formative testing is something that's important and that's built into some of the tools that we have. So um, what I would say is, while we don't have an AR or a VR platform ourselves, we're looking to partner with those who do so that we can provide uh, complete resources and tools to teachers when they build their lesson plans. When you talk about professional development for teachers, it kind of reminds me of another thought that I've been having uh, during this whole transition, which is you know, BP before the pandemic, a district would go out and they would sign a contract with Promethean and get X number of interactive displays. Um, the software offerings would, would come with that. There would be, um, professional development training, but it was very much a, a top-down sort of situation, right? I mean, it was that, that superintendent and the director of technologies making this major district-wide purchase, and then it eventually gets down to the teacher, and on August 18th at the three-day workshop before school starts, it's like, well, this is what we're going to do. Here are the tools that you have. Um, during the pandemic, Friday, March 13th, everyone got their laptops go home and figure it out, right? It completely right. switched the agency from a top down to a, to a bottoms up. And the stories I keep hearing about teachers figuring these things out and creating their own methods and creating their own class work um, and investigating their own content online. It seems like there's been a complete switch. Have you seen that as, as well? Uh, definitely. We definitely have. We've seen um, as, as teachers, educators have had to find different ways to, to deliver their lessons, right, and be um, uh, even more creative than they already are, right? We've, we've, definitely, seen, um, we've definitely seen new ways in which teachers are, are delivering those lessons. A lot more videos, right, is, is one example. Um, I think we've seen the... the yeah number of video uh, usage in the classroom just skyrocket. Um, and when you think about these new ways in which um, teachers are delivering lessons and building lesson plans and teaching, um, our education consultants or the individuals that deliver professional development have become a, really a cornerstone in working with our customers, right? Um, our education consultants are um, individuals, all former teachers, all have come from the classroom. Um, so they do have a very good perspective of what, um, you know, the customer or the teacher is, um, is faced with. Um, and what we've been able to do with our team of education consultants is we've been able to uh, really, as we meet with teachers across the country, uh, we're able to share best practices across our own team and then what maybe we find a teacher is doing as a best practice or what we found a teacher was doing as a best practice early on in the pandemic in say Florida, we were able to share that information with another education consultant who's working in California. And it was from those interactions with teachers early on and then continuing to consult and to help districts um, with their lesson deliveries that we were able to really build these success stories. And we started to share those success stories. And it was probably um, early in the summer towards the end of last school year uh, where this hybrid um, delivery model that I had described earlier 
the ability to have the students in the classroom interact with the students who are at home all by bringing them together on, um, on the interactive display um, was something that became much more prominent. And it was something that we started to consult more and more with districts about. And as we started to do that, provide that consultation, we also started to see some of those different ways in which teachers were delivered, creating and delivering lesson plans. And we continue to share that information as well, right? So yep. um, your point about definitely the, the initial three days, uh, you know, for teachers to get together um, and do their planning, et cetera, and prepare, um, it, it's, it's now continual learning. Um, it's continual learning and we're involved personally, but we also have many resources um, that are available for our customers, our teachers, our educators to go online and get and gain access to videos, how to information, lesson plans as well as we've started to publish lesson plans all at our resource library, which can be found at prometheanworld.com um, so that um, educators can take pre-built tools, right? And put them to their own use. Now, very early in our conversation, you actually mentioned um, a group of folks where in my history is writing about ed tech for 15 years was hardly ever spoken about. And that is parents. Um, yes. You know, really, I mean, between you would talk about educators, you would talk about the students, you talk about the administrators. Parents were never really considered uh, as part of an equation when you're talking about a solution. Now that they are officially teaching assistants uh, and will probably continue to have a more closer role, hopefully, uh, th that actually yes. might be a good thing that comes out of this where I'm certainly much more involved in, in my kids' education in terms of interactions with teachers yeah. than ever before. Uh, talk a little bit about Promethean's goals in terms of retaining that relationship with uh, th this new group that's suddenly, suddenly been discovered. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's amazing. I, you mentioned yourself as a parent, myself as a parent. It's now um, just a, a quick story. Uh, my, my wife was picking up my son just on Friday, uh, picking him up from school, and he had a Spanish test. And uh, we probably learned the grade of his Spanish test uh, at the same time he was learning the grade of his Spanish test. And he knows getting into the car, whether or not it's going to be a good ride home or maybe a <laughs> difficult ride home, right? Yeah. And that's what, that's what this education, the advancement in education technology has done for us. It has allowed us as parents, obviously, become that much more engaged and that much more aware of what's going on in our, in our children's lives and our students' lives, right? Yeah. And I it's great because you do have the ability to be so much more proactive now, right, with data. And, and as we move through this digital transformation where things aren't as much in paper as much as they are digitally now, and more students have one-to-one -one devices, um, I had mentioned earlier the fact that you can use some of our tools to do quick polling, right, and do formative assessments to find out how, how students are doing. Um, eventually, those polls are going to make their way, the results of those polls will make their way back to the parents, not just the teachers, obviously, but also to the parents, so that as parents, we can continue to help our, our kids in, in real time, frankly, right, um, to make sure that they're on top of the learning, that they're understanding, and they're not moving ahead before somebody's caught on to or understand what they, you know, what they really need to learn out of a lesson, what have you. And that's something that, you know, Promethean is, 
is, is, is dedicated and focused on doing, is using data and analytics as it pertains to the use of our, of our interactive displays and our software, right? To be able to provide that back to districts so they can continue to improve um, on uh, the lessons that their teachers are, are delivering. Okay. And will that platform also involve, just and as it already does now, I guess to a certain degree, but will you predict it being even more interwoven into platforms like Zooms and Teams? <clears throat> Pardon me, like Zoom and Teams? Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing that we found, um, you know, I, when I think about the, the, the pandemic itself and, and what's transpired, it, it, it hit on March 13th, as you had, had shared earlier, and we wrapped up that, that remainder of the school year. And during that time from March to, say, June, there were a lot of different um, options that many educators were grabbing. They were grabbing a variety of different things just to be able to um, continue on with the school year and, and provide education. As we came into this new school year, what we found was that, and I saw this in my own district, is that where there may have been 10 to 15 different applications that teachers were using, that the district said, you know what, we're going to standardize and have interoperability with just a few applications. And we're going to become very good with using this, this foundation, which may be just a, a handful of different applications. So what we see ourselves at Promethean is doing is looking to understand what are what is that foundation Right? and who, which companies are best at delivering that foundation and how can we then partner with those companies? Because the last thing we want to do is to go back and, and be in a position, I think, where um, there are too many choices, right? Mm -hmm. Too many options, um, which then provides students with a variety of different things that they need to be using as tools or resources, right? Where it's probably better to focus on maybe the vital few um, and get really good at using a few applications. And to the extent we can partner um, with say a Google or a Microsoft to integrate with the tools that they're uh, producing and publishing for educators, we're going to look to do that. So we, we do need to return to some sort of standardization where maybe last April, everyone threw open the YouTube doors and enabled kids to use TikTok to share their homework with their teachers, we, we, you see those returning to something modified where it's going to be more standardized, if nothing else, for student data privacy, right? Without a doubt. Standardization is, is, is key, right, um, for security reasons. And I think just also, um, like I was saying before, just your ability to actually consume the information in one location and, and not have to be constantly switching from different tools or applications to learn, I think is something that it will definitely be beneficial. I think of my own daughter, um, uh, by the way, last year, um, at one point, I think she had 12 different applications, 12 different logon and passwords, uh, logon information and passwords that she had to keep and choose in. Uh, she was in third grade. Right. So, um, it, it's it's it, of course it, you could probably handle it too. Yeah, she would definitely. She didn't have any. <laughs> I had the problem. I would, right. But um, but now through the standardization, right? And I think that was a big part of the learning that we saw transpire over the course of the remainder of last school year and what what districts um, started this school year off with is to standardize and to get really good at a few applications and to make those the foundation of teaching and learning and communicating with parents as well. That's great. 
Well, Matt, I knew the toughest part of this conversation would be to end it. Uh, we're, we're, we're kind of running out of time here, but uh, we really covered a lot of high points uh, from what a true definition of hybrid is to the importance of standardization. I think these are a lot of uh, topics that our audience is really interested in and, and working to find those solutions too. So I appreciate your time and your, your insight. Thank you, Kevin. It was great to spend time with you and I appreciate it as well. And thanks everybody for watching and I hope you click around and find another EdTech today soon.